Well, I gave you a little coof update last night. Oh, sorry, welcome back to the seat of the cab, by the way. We're not on the couch no more. So I gave you a little coof update last night, and a little bit of perspective on how I see certain things. Now, we're not doing the coof, but it is slightly coof related. Um, today, today I, I thought we'd, um, we'd have a quick examination of a phenomenon. a phenomenon occurring across middle America. Which is the mass exodus of populations from certain Blue districts, I think we'll call them, where these people no longer feel safe, the economics have been completely destroyed by woke politicians, they've had their businesses destroyed, they've had their livelihoods destroyed. These politicians who promote safety and social justice in their rhetoric, in their campaigning, offer policies that pander to the woke mobs, the baying twitter mobs, and such. And it's really rather entertaining to watch as people flee these blue states New York California Los Angeles San Francisco how they they're fleeing these major metropolitan areas in favor of red states, more republican orientated states and it's really rather interesting that I've read many articles now where lawmakers, both lawmakers and politicians in these red states have said to people you know, you're welcome to come to Nebraska you're welcome to come to Texas you're welcome to come to Idaho but Leave your bullshit politics behind. And it kind of got me thinking about that. Because the problem with a lot of these people, with a lot of the younger people, is they don't really know nor do they actually understand their politics, nor the policies that they've voted for over the years. And this is something I, I've seen and I've experienced for myself, where some people, they've 
they voted Labour all their lives, not necessarily because Labour aligned with their values, but because it was in their area. They were from mining towns where the unions had good strongholds and it was vote Labour, don't you dare vote Conservative. Vote Labour, vote Labour, vote Labour, vote for the collective. And I, I, I've never liked that. I, I've always thought that was a bad idea because when you're voting for the collective, the collective decides, but the collective is, is always <laughs> the funny thing. The funny thing about collectives is there's always a fucking leader of a collective. Weird. You know, the group decides, but the group has a leader. That fucking, isn't that weird? So, what can end up happening is you end up voting against your own best interest because it's what the group has decided or it's what the leader of the group has decided. It'll be against your own personal best interest, but the leader of your group has decided that you're gonna vote that way and you have to vote that way, otherwise you end up getting in trouble. And some people, they've never stopped for a moment, really, and analyzed their own personal beliefs. See, I, I get to do this regularly. I get to do this regularly because I want to I want to be real, I want to be honest, I want to be truthful about what I see in front of me. And if there is new evidence, you know, surrounding something that I've drawn a personal conclusion on, then I will change my mind. I will. I have done on many things, many, many, many things. But the trouble is a lot of these people, they've got enough money to run away. But the question is, will they actually stop and analyze the policies that, that got them where they were? Will they, will they pause for some sort of reflection and think, well, you know, we, we voted for anti-gun legislation, but gun crime still existed. What the fuck? Maybe, maybe anti-gun legislation wasn't the right thing. And this is for two reasons. A well-armed society is a polite society because when you know that you step out of line and the other guy standing opposite you might just have a gun, that kind of alters your perception, alters your view, alters your reality. Because there's a real chance that you could get into an altercation and you might not go home. And, you know, again, Again, the blue, the blue rosette in America, 
is focusing on social justice, on my ethnic minorities, on black reconciliation. That's what that's what it was described in a in a video YouTube video I watched yesterday by one of these leftist channels. Um, you know, they wanted um, reconciliation for the black community. And I just kept thinking to myself, well, what does that look like? You know, that sounds, you know, that sounds amazing, you know, restorative justice. Okay, so are you telling me that, that we can't change the future because of the past? Or are you telling me that the past will always be relevant in today? because it's the past. And I always I always get worried when I hear people talking like that, as if as if to say that that the future can never be better because the past was so awful. And I was worried when, when people say that and, and come up with silly ideas like that. Because they've already reached a conclusion They've already decided that things can't get better. So for them, you know, they've, they've got just got to keep fighting, got to keep fighting, got to keep fighting. And that's why we're in this situation now. Because people kept fighting for their cause. And then people found a way of monetizing that cause. They found a way of collecting donations, how to bleed the propaganda out of every situation in order to garner sympathy and to bleed money, and guilt money, out of people to fund it. And that's disgusting, in my opinion. That's a very, that's, that is Black Lives Matter, by the way, I'm describing. And if you don't like it, I don't care. If you're here listening, you know, if you're, if you're hate listening to me talking, oh, you got some, you got some strong will, I tell you. But if you're hate listening, keep listening. And then start asking the same questions that I started asking. Because I look at the black community in America and the leaders of the black community and I look at the propaganda that they push out. I look at the propaganda pushed out by Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all the rest of it. And it's like, wow. I can see why cops are quitting in their droves. I can see why there's going to become a hellscape in these major metropolitan areas. Unless people start thinking about what they're voting for and actually vote for people who are prepared to show a, a spine, a backbone, and to deal with the problems head on, 
because that's that's all that's happened. That's why we are in this situation. It's it's been perpetually kicking the can down the road for the last 40 years and instead of saying to people no that's not right no that's not right no 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 stop 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 they've allowed and enacted policies that have given the race baiting and the race hustlers and the grifters something to do, policies to push. And it's those policies that are destroying metropolitan areas. You know, George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, the right thing to do for any black leader was no people, shut your mouths, stop with this dog shit. You will not do this, you will not riot, you will not loot, you will not burn, and you will not behave like tribal animals. You will behave like American citizens, and in America we have the rule of law, and you will follow it. But they didn't. You had scumbags like Maxine Waters come running around the fucking country. Oh, if we don't get the verdict we want, we've got to keep going. Well, we've got to keep going. If we don't get first degree murder, we've, we've got to stay on the street. We've got, to, we've got to campaign some more. We've got to push harder. It's like, holy fucking shit. That bitch is citing for an insurrection, goddammit. But you don't want to hear that, Because huh? that's scary talk. That's, that, that's like, oh, fuck, 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 no, 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 no. And you would rather try and rationalise it. No, 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 she's not saying that at all. No, 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 that's, it's, just, it's just emotional rhetoric. She doesn't mean it, she doesn't mean it, it's just emotional. But, but, the fact that you give her a pass is bad. The fact that you can even try to rationalise what she has said is abhorrent in my eyes. You should never try to rationalise somebody's thoughts, somebody's fucking words like that. No fucking way. Because it has such great impact on wider society. I mean, last year we had Chaz Chop, the George Floyd Autonomous Zone. Yeah? And you had politicians calling that the summer of love. What the fuck? But why did they call it the summer of love? Why? 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 I'll tell you why, in my opinion because they didn't have a spine to say, look here scumbags, you, you cut this shit out, this is insurrection. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna deal with you with the fucking insurrection act. Because you can't go around setting up fucking private sec secluded sec societies inside a fucking civilised, sorry I'm so angry. 
so angry with this and it infuriates me. Absolutely infuriates me. And I'll tell you why it infuriates me the most. It's because of the double standard applied. The double standard applied of, oh, 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 the capital insurrection, the capital insurrection, the capital insurrection. I mean, we all heard it, didn't we? January 6th, the insurrection on January 6th. We all heard it. All of us, every one of us, we all heard it. It was insurrection, they said. How they breached Congress. Okay. So, what about Antifa burning down fucking federal courthouses all last summer? Or trying to burn them down? What about people who were arrested trying to burn down a police station? Got released and all charges dropped by the district attorney, who is a, an elected official, by the way, and then goes out and burns it down, finishes the job. What? How is this possible? How is this possible? And I'll tell you how it's possible. Because the people voting blue, no matter who, keep winning elections. You've got the tribal cabal fortifying elections for their man, for their guy. They openly admitted it in, a, in an article in Time magazine, for fuck's sake. It's because the people running away now voted blue thinking that they, oh, they, they say that, so they must do that. They must mean that. They don't ever look at the policies. They don't ever think about the wider ramifications. They don't ever look at it and think, well, hang on a minute, this isn't working. We've been doing, you know, we've been voting blue for 40 years and it's not, you know. No, we have to change. Something has to change. They don't do that. They just run away. And if they just run away, that means that they're not invested in what they already had. Maybe they weren't even participating in what they were all in the communities that they were already in. But they were voting for policies that, that they thought were good, that they thought sounded nice, without ever really looking into the policies. You know, it's like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with her Green New Deal. Green New Deal. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Sounds, sounds you know, very environmentally friendly. Except it's not. What, what does... What, do, what does the environment have to do with um, socialised healthcare? Nothing. What, do, what does the environment have to do with um, guaranteed welfare for all? for people who just don't want to work. Nothing. So why is that in there? 
it's in there because she's blue and she knows that people will vote blue no matter who. She knows the only people going to oppose her are going to be people on the red side. And the blue team hates the red team, so vote blue no matter who and we'll get what we want. And if we can't get it by legitimate means, we're going to fortify the elections and we're going to, we're going to do what it takes to, to get our man to, to bring this to fruition. But here's the thing. Is it, is it actually good for the wider society? Are those policies in the interest of normal, everyday working Americans? And this is where normal, everyday working Americans have to actually stop wasting time fucking around on Twitter. They have to stop wasting time fucking around on video games. They have to stop wasting time fucking around and think about the policies that are being enacted. You know, I had a conversation with a, with a guy and he's like, yeah, but, oh man, I'm working two jobs, and oh, it's killing me, oh, the cost of living, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, okay. So, so what policies have been enacted that have, that have enabled that situation to take place? What policies have made it impossible for you to live with one wage and you're working two jobs and your wife is working one job and you're still struggling to feed the kids and you earn too much and you don't qualify for any EMT cards or welfare or Medicaid or anything and you've got insurance and oh your insurance has just gone up and yada 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 and it's like well you know did you vote for any policies did you you know did you actually you know because you weren't working two jobs your whole life you know, and you you voted in multiple elections. What? How did you contribute to this? How did you make this happen? And if those policies weren't good for you, that means that those policies won't have been good for many, many more people. So why weren't you talking to other people about it? Why weren't you engaging with other people about it? Why weren't you campaigning about it? Why weren't you talking about it? Because just couldn't be bothered, you know. wasn't You know, wasn't wasn't in your face. wasn't affecting you badly enough. But now it's to the point where people are so badly affected by these policies that they are leaving their home states and they are moving across the country to escape the insanity unfolding around them. I don't know about you, but I, I don't actually find that a particularly normal or even nominal situation to be in. Where you are actually considering moving across the country to escape failed political policies that you voted for. How, what on earth is wrong with you? You know, it's like yet again. I'll be sending emails again to my MP telling him, you know, I'm not happy. Section 127, get it sorted. You're a conservative!
start conserving something. If you're not socially conservative, for fuck's sake, please try and be economically and financially conservative before the whole fucking country burns. Anyway, on that note, I got me some, I got me some digging to do. So look, you know, you ever, you ever think about the policies in your area? Who's voting for what? Who's, who's pushing policies? Can you affect any change in your area by applying fucking pressure to your politicians? And, and on top of that, you know, if there are laws that are negatively impacting you and your communities, then talk to your politicians about them. You know, say, look, you know, this, this, this stuff is bad. You know, if we need to get rid of it, get rid of it. That's your job. You know, this is harmful to my community. This is hurting us. Fix it. That's what you're there for. And if they refuse to fix it, then make sure they know that you're going to campaign against them at the ballot box. Unless you see that as a pledge, as a conservative, as a socialist, as a... I don't know fucking what. Tell them, unless you see some real fucking proper campaigning on their behalf for the, for the fucking policies that you support, then you're going to have to side with their opposition just to get them out. Just to, just to unseat them. Make sure they know that. Because I, I, I've told my MP that. In a couple of emails now, I have explicitly explained that either I start seeing some real change in government policy, or I am going to be campaigning for the fucking sick form fucking degenerates on the on the opposite aisle, just, just to get him out. Not because I support them, not because I want them in power. I don't. Honest to goodness, I don't. But, though they tell me, you've got to be willing to sacrifice something in order to win something. And I'm playing to win this time because I am sick and tired of watching the Conservatives perpetuate Labour's agenda from 20 years ago. The Conservatives have been in power for 11 years now. Coalition government under David Cameron, the sort of Prime Minister since, and still, they haven't repealed any of Tony Blair's legacy that has been so detrimental and so harmful to this country. None of it. And it needs to happen. It does, it needs to happen. Section 127 of the Communications Decency Act has to go. They have to look at bringing in more legislation to protect internet users from deplatforming from Silicon Valley big tech oligarchs. They have to look at ways of rolling back welfare so that people become more self-sufficient, more self-reliant. They have to push 
they have to push for education that teaches people to be more self-sufficient, to be more self-reliant, to not have to rely on government for their paycheck, essentially. Because that's where this has all come from. This has all come from the ability of people to vote themselves money, from the tyranny of the 51% voting themselves money from the 49%. And 49% have got no no option but to go along with it because other otherwise the, the guys with guns turn up to take their money anyway. Oh dear. Okay, we've got to shut up now. <laughs> we've got to calm down. It's all gone a bit much today, isn't it? Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, folks. Whatever it is you're doing, and uh, I'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.